Hello, friends. Anne here, and this is Overcome with Auntie Anne. Each week, I sit down with a friend to hear her story of overcoming, and we talk about the good, the bad, and everything in between. Before building an international corporation, I went through my own years of defeat, despair, and depression that kept me stuck in a place of darkness. It was only when I learned to share my own story that I started to overcome my past and to find purpose in my pain. I've found incredible freedom in my life, and I'd like for you to discover it for yourself as well. Together, we can overcome. Hello, my friend, and welcome to Overcome with Auntie Anne. Thank you for listening and spending some time with us today. If this is your first time listening, welcome. This podcast is where we share stories of overcoming struggles and obstacles as a way to encourage and inspire others to do the same. Today, the day of the podcast being released is National Pretzel Day. You might be listening to this on a different date, but on the actual day it's released, we're celebrating National Pretzel Day. So in honor of this fun holiday, I wanted to bring on a guest that has not only been a big part of my life but has also been a part of the Auntie Anne's Pretzel family as well. So please welcome Sarah Bottom to the podcast. So welcome, Sarah. Thank you, Anne. So Sarah and I, we go back a long way. I'm really not going to say how far back we've gone, but I've known her for many years and I've watched her persevere through many, many life challenges and obstacles personally and professionally. Her story is truly an overcoming story, and we could spend hours on just one part if we wanted to. But today, we're going to focus on Sarah's journey as an entrepreneur, the ups and the downs of building a business, and the importance of finding mentors along the way. And also, the story of Sarah going from a little Amish girl to owning, um, I don't know how many Auntie Anne stores. So once again, Sarah... Uh, Before we get deep into the conversation, can you give us just a really quick snippet of who who are you today? Today, I am the proud owner of five Auntie Anne's franchises, and I am a real estate agent. I can also fly a plane. I have two amazing children, sons, and the most loving husband supporting me. That's who I am today. Well, Sarah, I know that your life is full. I've I watched you most times up close and personal. <laughs> so I know that you love your family. I know that what you do in business and all that you've accomplished is really uh, made your life very, very full. And I also know that you're very, very busy. So once again, thanks so much for um, being on the podcast today. So let's start with a question that I'm, I'm curious about. And I know that our listeners will be uh, curious about this as well. Tell us, Sarah, what was it like for you before our paths crossed and before entering into the world of Auntie Anne's? I was born and raised Amish in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, to a large family, six of us of the middle child. So growing up in the culture was beautiful. I was happy. And at six years old, we had a horse and buggy accident that put us all in the hospital. So what happened from there was defining in the rest of my life. 
My family was released within three to four days after we were all admitted in the hospital. And I was left there knowing that they had to go tend to the farm and take care of things at home. Um, Sarah, you've, I've heard that story. I've heard details of that story. Can, can you give us a little more about um, what it was like for you as a little Amish girl in that hospital and the, the emotions and the feelings that you experienced when you knew that you were left there alone without your parents or family members? I, I realized at the moment that I needed to take care of me and try to survive this. I needed to do it alone. And I didn't have an option other than to do it. I became a strong fighter for what is right and what is good. I knew God was good. And I became, I became aware that I would have to do this myself at six years old. I remember the defining time. Did your mom and dad come to see you at all, or how long were you in the hospital? I was in the hospital for almost seven weeks. They would try, I believe they came in every day for an hour or so. However, they, they were so busy with the other children that were released at home and farming that I didn't want to be the child that said, hey, I'm here, I need you. So... I, I accepted that at that point, that I was on my own. Is there one word, one or two words that you could define if you remembered the feelings of that experience? Devastation. That's it. If I remember uh, you telling me the loneliness that you experienced while you were in the hospital uh, without your family, because being raised in an Amish home, you're like together all the time. It's Correct kind of like on the farm. So I remember you uh, mentioning the, the loneliness that you felt and the, um, the days of just longing to be home with your family. Going from, from that experience, Sarah, just give us a quick synopsis of what it was like then from there till your teen years. Since, since at six, I had decided that I was going to take care of myself. It took about a year of healing, staying off my foot. After I returned home and at eight years old, I convinced my mom and dad to allow me to have a job uh, at a market stand selling eggs. And this is where it was also defining was I would sell eggs and get paid $5 a day. And at that point, I realized I wanted to be the person counting the money in the register and depositing it as well. So... At eight years old, I would work Saturdays at an egg stand because that was my way of contributing. And I was leading myself into that I can take care of myself. Mm-hmm. You were actually doing what you felt like you had to do. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, at a very young age. And I know that if I, was it, did you sell the eggs at a farmer's market, I believe? Is that right? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And farmers markets in Lancaster County are very common and people uh, very common for kids to go with their mom and dad to the farmers market. And you, you learn how to count money and how to be responsible and how to interact with customers. And I feel like 
I mean, maybe did that set you up for success uh, for the rest of your life? I mean, did, what did, how did you feel about that then? Did you I have any it, idea? Did you have any idea that you were moving on someday, somewhere? I believe it did. At, at eight was when I knew because I, I was actually, my parents allowed me to go to a market that they did not attend. So I was going as a worker girl. <laughs> to, to work, you know, at the egg stand. Uh, and it made me feel empowered mm-hmm. that I was, that I could do that. So yes, I knew at eight that I would have to leave the Amish in order to become an entrepreneur. Oh, so at the age of eight, you actually knew that you were not going to be Amish the rest of your life? I did. How did you know that? When I was a child, women were not Amish women, most of them were not entrepreneurs. They were homemakers, which is great. I respect, I respect that. However, I I was in the mindset, if I do not leave the Amish, I won't be able to become an entrepreneur. These days, they have many Amish ladies that are wonderful business women, leaders of the community. When I was young, that, that wasn't happening like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, you use the word entrepreneur, you know, I have to admit when I was 40 and I started Auntie Anne's, I didn't know what the word, I didn't, I don't think I ever heard the word entrepreneur. And I'm sure that you didn't either at the age of eight. So you've learned a few things. Your, your vocabulary has expanded. <laughs> and now we both know what, uh, what being an entrepreneur really means. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. So, I want to take you from there to what was it like for you to leave not only the Amish, or maybe we want to start with what was it like for you to leave the Amish and then later, what was it like to leave the, uh, the world of, of farmers markets and go into like franchising or the corporate world? But let's start with what was it like for you to leave finally and wh- how old were you and what was it like for you to leave the Amish? I, w- I wasn't 18 yet, so I know it was between, I, I was almost 18 when I left the Amish. Still puts a lump in my throat. Mm. It was the, the most difficult part was taking my covering off of my head and realizing that I will be forever changed and I'm leaving a community for another one that I have no idea mm. how this or where it will take me. Mm-hmm. And so I did get my driver's license. I had $350 in my pocket. I had a roadmap and I drove to Sarasota, Florida. Mm-hmm. And that year is when I met you. Mm-hmm. So going from the farmer's market mentality and uh, driving to Sarasota, why did you go to Sarasota? What was there that intrigued you or what drew you there the water no i'm just kidding <laughs> no the my beach? aunt uh, my yeah of course my 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 mother has family there and okay. we had spent some time in florida as a family when i was younger it was natural for me to go back to a place where i i felt like it was my home mm-hmm. was that did you feel when you left you said it still puts a lump in your throat tell me about that what was happening in your heart at that time? I know you said you're leaving the Amish to go into a whole other world. What were some of the, was it hard for you to leave your parents? Did your parents bless you 
uh, Amish families, they're very different about how they respond to their kids leaving. Some are very difficult. Some are very harsh. Some are very kind and forgiving. What was it like in your situation? For me, I knew that I would be the ultimate disappointment. Mm. I was the child that was always working, always trying to help mom and dad with things around the house. So I knew that it would make a huge impact on my parents if I left the Amish. My dad was devastated, absolutely devastated. And I understand, looking back, I understand why he was devastated, but what his devastation has done to my soul is took me back to being six years old, alone, afraid, unattended. So we we didn't speak for almost two years, but we have a great relationship now. Dad is in heaven, but my mom and I are very close. Mm -hmm. So you did, you were able to overcome that time in your life with this, um, surprise maybe at some point it's always tough when you leave the Amish but then you're like it, it happens gradually the acceptance that you left the Amish and then it's kind of like surprising huh oh I can still have a relationship with mom and dad and I know that's what you did I also know that it's always been important to you to take care of your mom and dad and how were you able to do that as as time went on as time went on the harder I worked I realized that I can, if I keep working hard, there will be a time when I will be able to take care of my parents. And so with Auntie Anne's, as a franchisee, I was able to do that. And I also, a lot of hard work and great mentors like yourself, you, were, you have always been a person that I have looked up to. You have responded to me as well, like loving, kind, leading. And I remember when we first, when I first bought my first store here in Texas, that I would imagine every customer was Auntie Anne. <laughs> as I put the money in the register, I would pray for the customer to come back. And I worked 80 hours a week. So that was a lot of prayers and a lot of, a lot of cash. <laughs> Somehow our relationship developed, I would say, through the business world. I mean, that's where we got to know each other, and that's where our relationship uh, really blossomed. And you mentioned about being me being a mentor to you. How important was that to you? Uh, thinking maybe not just for you, but can you speak to that for other young girls, young moms, young women, people that are wanting to go into the world of business, how important was a mentor to you, even though we didn't call it that back in the day. But, you know, it's true. We were together all the time, a lot. And you, before you had your own franchise, though, you worked at the Antian's corporate as well. So give us a little um, history on that. How did, uh, how did that happen? Well, I believe first and foremost, when you do, as a, especially as a woman, entre uh, men as well, as a woman myself, I, I needed someone to look up to, feel accountable for that could come to me or I could go to you. I think it's so important for new business owners to have a mentor and franchising is, is there's a bit 
I, I love franchise. I love the world of franchises because what happens is your business is constantly moving, shaking, changing rapidly every day. Well, as, as a, as a business owner on the other side, myself as a real estate agent, you can get into a space where you're not moving and shaking every day. Well, that doesn't happen as a franchisee. Mm-hmm. You're, you're moving with everything that's going or, or you're not, or you're you'll not be, be successful. Left, you'll be left behind. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so it is important for, for every woman to have a mentor because when you get busy as a mother or a wife, you have that person that will hold you accountable like you have for me. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for that. And, and I, I remember the early days of Auntie Anne's when you started uh, working for us, you're referring to moving, moving and shaking. And that's what we did. And I'm not sure what, where we were at as far as the, I think maybe we might have had 15 or 20 stores when you started working as a, as a trainer. Is that correct? Did you work as, did you work at a store first and then a trainer? Yes, I worked at, at a, no, I worked for Luana, your daughter, my best friend in 90 and then corporate as a trainer. Mm-hmm. And so how different was that from your Amish market life? What was that like? I mean, a whole new world. I, I know similarities but I'm not sure how to explain the difference. So may I do, uh, so similar for me is if you don't care, take care of your customer, someone else will. Mm-hmm. Well, you were taught that at Amish farm, farmers mm-hmm. markets as well. Therefore, if you go in with the same mentality that you are going to work hard and lead your crew, your people and take care of your customers, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how different it is, Anne. What, how is it different? For you? Well, I was thinking more about the just the atmosphere, you know, the Amish life, farmer's market into corporate world. And I do agree with what you're saying right now is what you learned as a kid. Same with me. What I learned on the farm, I took that with me into another world. But there was so many things about that new world that I, I didn't know anything about, like how to look, how to dress, how to act, uh, you know, because the Amish way is <laughs> a very simple life. You know, and we weren't really taught a lot of business. You know, we weren't taught about the, the professional things, how to act and what to say and how to be professionally. And so that was one of my biggest challenges, just to grow up professionally in, in corporate America versus a little farmer's market. Mm-hmm. Would, would you agree with that? I, I would agree with that. Like, it's very quiet in the farmer's market. But I believe, too, though, that, you know, at six and eight those were so defining for me on the sales side of my career that i i really felt when i when i became when i came into the world you know from from amish to to not amish that i i knew how to i knew how to do it i'm not sure how i knew how to do it other than market at 8 so i think we're saying the same thing yeah absolutely yeah that's right you know, business is business. There's some things that are, you know, across the board. It's it's the same no matter, it, you know, no matter if you're Amish or or someone from corporate America or. Uh, so yeah, what you what you learn as a kid, you took with you, and you were very comfortable in that world. Yes. Mm-hmm. So as a a young mom, you have a family, and you're starting your own business. Can you think of any of the? Were there any? 
major challenges or obstacles that if you can recall any stories or something that you had to just overcome, like it was, there was an obstacle for you and you had to push your way through. Yes. As an entrepreneur working 80 hours a week, when, when you are, you know, as you're pregnant and you have a five-year-old that only goes to school till three. So I'm working 80 hours a week. I need to pick up Aaron by three. He needs to, I need to get him to the store Highland mall to come work with me until I can leave about six or seven, I'm now, you know, nine months pregnant with Dominic. And I remember in my last three and probably in my last trimester, those 80 hours a week were the perseverance that I, it took perseverance. I didn't know I ever had. Mm-hmm. So you were challenged with being a mom mm-hmm. and a business woman at the same time. Yes. How did you do it? You just said perseverance, but do you have a piece of advice that you might get? I mean, were there days when you just want to give up, throw in the towel? Like, I can't do this anymore. And if so, what would you do then? There are times when I would like to give up, but I never once have I wanted to give up as a business owner. Because when you start a business, you cannot quit. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not an option. If you choose to do this life, you made a choice. Therefore, you can have an exit strategy. However, when I would feel those days, I, I would work harder. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. smarter. Mm-hmm. Hire better people than yourself. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Are there any re- regrets about that as far as being a mom and, and you know, do the eight hour weeks? And did you ever worry about who's taking care of the kids or like, you know, am I neglecting my kids? Have there, was there any of that struggle as, as a mother and a businesswoman at the same time? Uh, I've always had, I, I've always, even now in the back of my mind, I believe as a mother, you do have that little bit of guilt of, did I do the right thing? However, I was blessed with your niece, Carla, to, you know, to watch my children. So I had my, what felt like family members in my home, taking care of my children mm-hmm. and good friends along yes. the way helped me with my children. Yeah. And so as a businesswoman, it's really important to uh, understand you can do both. You can be a mom and a businesswoman, but you cannot in that process, it's really important to, to set something in place where you do not look back with a lot of regret, neglecting, uh, knowing that you may have neglected your children. And I've experienced that as well. So a good word on that. I mean, I think finding really, really good people, people that you trust, either family or great friends that can come in and help you carry the load. And that's, uh, and in my opinion, Sarah, you did that. You did that so well. Thank you. So we talked just a little bit about a mentor. Now, I know that the two of us spent a lot of time and I know that there's a lot of talk today about mentoring, and I feel like that's a really uh, important subject. And people are always looking for a good mentor. They're always looking for someone to help them. They have questions, someone that's been successful like yourself. Have you been able to do the same thing to someone else? Have you been able to be a mentor to your people, your employees, or someone along the way? I, I do. I do reach I do reach out to try to bring the community together awareness on on business owners the challenges you know 
9-11, that was so challenging for us. 2008 was challenging, COVID. However, I had you through all of those challenges. So yes, I do, I, I do love to speak to people, uh, folks, about entrepreneurship and about how everyone needs that one person. <laughs> like you've always told me, if you have five friends, then you're blessed. If you have one good, one good person to stay with you, that's, that's golden. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. And I think that that's very, that's, uh, that's a true mentor, you know, is a good friend. And also you want someone that knows when it comes to business, you want someone that knows more than you do so that they can take you down the road a little further than what you are. So a good friend can be a good mentor, but the importance of, of a mentor or good friend or both is uh, will help you when you feel stuck or when you don't know which way to turn or when you feel like, stop, you know, I, I can't do this anymore. You know, you have that person to lean on. And that to me is a, a, is a good, is a true friend and, a, and can be your mentor. So what piece of advice, Sarah, would you want to give to, to those who are listening to us today as, a, you know, for you going from young Sarah to starting uh, a business, what encouragement would you give? Uh, your own story is a, is a huge encouragement, but what piece of advice would you give to someone who may be listening right now? If you are thinking, if, if you're wondering when the right time is to start a business, it is very similar to having a newborn child. Hmm. Lots of folks are not quite ready, so you need to go for it. Hmm. If you think you want to own your own business or the thoughts that you have that, that could empower you and other women, just do it. Hmm. Don't wait until tomorrow. Mm-hmm but do it today. It's really scary no matter when you start, right? So right. So, so starting earlier rather than later is what you're saying. Just just take the leap of faith and follow your dream. God is good all of the time. Mm-hmm. And that does help. not yes, that does not mean the devil is not going to try to slip in there and mess you up, but God <laughs> is good. <laughs> and he's with you every step of the way. I I get that as well. Sarah, thank you for your story. You know, again, I've watched you and I've seen you uh, overcome many, many obstacles in your life. And I know that your story today, as as you shared it, will encourage our listeners. And uh, before we wrap up today, is there anything that anything that you would want someone to know in particular? And is there anything you want them to move out where, where they can find you? Like you're you're out there selling anti-ant pretzels, and where are you? We are. First, first, we need you to, to download Pretzel Perks app because today is free pretzel day at all Auntie Anne's locations. So download the Pretzel Perks app. And also you can find us at Lakeline Mall, Round Rock Walmart, Colleen Walmart, Barton Creek Square Mall, or Colleen Mall. Okay, Sarah, I want to reiterate that. So are you telling me that today, if they come to your store today, now this is the day of the podcast when we're you know, doing it today, people can actually come to your store and get a free pretzel? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Okay. Well, tell them again how to do that. Just give them the, uh, the app. Pretzel Perks. It's an app that you can find lots of innovative products. Uh, you can order off of this app. 
Uh, it's wonderful. So much fun. You get a free birthday pretzel. Well, so everyone who's listening, download Pretzel Perks and bombard Sarah with your presence and she'll give you a free pretzel. I promise you. <laughs> well, thank you so much for that, Sarah. And thank you again for being, being the guest on my show. I thank you for having me, Anne. I love you. Love you, Sarah. I want to remind you, my friend, that you can overcome any obstacle if you're willing to be vulnerable, confess to a friend, and trust the process, and know that God is with you every step of the way. You do have a story, and your story matters. Until next time, please keep overcoming, and thank you for listening today. Thanks for listening to Overcome with Auntie Anne. I hope that you feel inspired, encouraged, and know that you are not alone. If you like the episode, please leave us a review and share it with your friends. You can find me on Instagram at AntieNB or Facebook. Until next time, choose well and choose to overcome. <laughs>